I don't know. Satan's pretty cool. <gasps> oh my God, I just figured it out. Science is the devil because he was the light bringer. He's bringing knowledge. So yeah. Devil, oh my God. So the best way to do it is just be just say I'm blocking out reality and science. I am not wearing a mask. Lucifer is here and he is the COVID vaccine. I will wait for <laughs> Jesus to come and take. <laughs> All you true Christians out there, if you take that vaccine, it's the mark of the beast. We need to <laughs> all die and institute a, uh, not institute, but initiate the uh, second coming of Christ. Amen. Oh, God. So it be said, so it is going to be written or whatever. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, hey. Tonight we have a very special fucking guest joining us. Guess what, bitch? Coronavirus! I'm a big fan. It's a good show. Speaking of fans, let's go to the faults. What What do you want from me, man? Like, I'm doing the best I fucking can. <laughs> like, I want it to be good. I want it to be decent. And I put so much work into this goddamn show, and I didn't notice that. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm great now. Gus and Brian, you motherfuckers, you're supposed to screen this shit. Fuck this. Done. Welcome everybody to the right way to do wrong. I am one of your two voracious and bodacious hosts, Blaken, with his sidekick, sidekick, cohort in crime, Courage, man of God. I'll How be your sidekick. You? I'll be your sidekick, that man. Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here with y'all. Just sad that I'm not looking at your beautiful face. <laughs> I know it, but it is what it is. Yep. And uh, one of these days we'll have a huge studio that we just meet and we do it in person every day. Not every yeah. day. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Every time. Dispensary. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Front half studio, back half dispensary. <laughs> I had a, ba- you know what I mean. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm glad to be here with you. And we were kind of discussing before we started recording and then after and then the kind of direction that we're trying to take the show and everything. And we talked about uh, making sure that our content is just kind of more focused, having episodes that are basically about one topic. Structurability. Yeah. Yeah. And so the topics will change and vary. It's not always going to be conspiracy or political or spiritual or science or whatever. It's going to be whatever we feel like. But we're trying to create a structure that you can understand, and it's going to be our episodes on a topic, and then we're going to have our freeform episodes, whether that's Bong Table or Tales from the Abbey or just like a news segment or whatever. We're going to have some right. freeform in there too. So, but we're just trying to add more structure. Yeah, I mean, and and, and leave leave the free floating content to the other shows like Tales of the Abbey and Blake and Chronicles or Nights of the Bong Table. Yeah, um, you know that they. Let them cover that genre and area of stuff. Um, right? There's always going to be a level of uh, improv. improv- <laughs> that's what we're going to call it, huh? Yeah, improvisation. That's what I'm <laughs> Or unpreparedness. But uh, anyways. Right. But today, we are covering the simulation theory. Something that is near and dear to your heart. Uh, yeah, uh, actually. I'm excited to go. Or we've we've 
on our, what would you call it? Like our precursor to this show, whenever we were doing our trial runs and stuff, trying to get, um, we tried to do something we tried to do earlier. A, yeah. We had, a, it was too much hee-haw. It was just, we recorded it and everything. And it sounded like, um, me giving a science presentation to the fifth grade class. And I was like embarrassed. So. <laughs> yeah. So we skipped that, and uh, we're bringing it to you today. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, well, I mean, so the basis of it, we had, we had started with our simulation, like bringing it up a while back because it's it's always it's, a, it's been bouncing around for the last three years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And just before we get into this, um, if you're listening to this, you're like, what the fuck are these nerds talking about? Simulation theory is not something that you have to know much about. It's just an idea. And you don't have to know any kind of science behind it to understand right. it. And we're going to try to explain some of that for you. <coughs> but what is the general idea of it? Well, it really started back in around 2003-ish, I think. Uh, Swedish philosopher Nick Bostrom of Oxford University. Um in the Philosophical Quarterly, published an abstract, and it stated that one of the three things must be true. The human species will become extinct before reaching a quote-unquote post-human stage. Two, mm-hmm. no post-human civilization will run a significant number of civilizations uh, of, simula- of simulations of their evolutionary history. Meaning... They're not going to rebuild their past over and over. There's no need for them to. Or, number three, we are most certainly living in a computer simulation. If you haven't figured it out at this point, the idea is that our reality is being simulated, and this is a simulation, kind of like a computer program that's being ran by a post-human civilization of some sort, whether it's aliens or post-humans or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It's the, the, evo- the evolutionary step after human. Is yeah. what they're saying. And, yeah, the simulation theory is just that those beings are running a program, and you and I and everyone we are, are just the, NPCs. Exactly. We're the, quote, NPCs of said yeah. simulation. <laughs> to figure out whatever the, quote, post. Which, what are the problems? Yeah. M- mind you, the argument does kind of coincide with uh, the idea of a creator. And being created does. for a quote purpose, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless of what that because it's that's what because that's it's quote God's plan, and you don't understand. Yeah, what it is one hundred percent. Oh, hand in hand, religion. yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. it's one hundred percent just religion, but it's we're no, it's science. It's not God. It's science. No, it's, it's, it's religion. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so but that argument statements. Well, that argument back at that, that paper, rather, that was published in 2003 started a bunch of arguments in the scientific community. Um, ma- some mathematicians just completely discredited it, while others say, you know, others back down on the fact that you can't disprove it. Big right? Daddy Musk. Right? Um, yeah, Big Daddy Musk is a staunch, mm- staunch believer. Yes. Mathematically, it follows that we currently are living in a computer simulation, um, simply a game of numbers. Um but the alternative to Bostrom's virtual reality premise is that we will not survive long enough to become post-humans and even run ancestor-based ancestor-based simulations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's the number one principle of those three statements. And it's, I mean, to make, I mean, it makes sense to me is to, to even get to that point, we have to avoid nuclear war. We have to avoid global warming and our planet's destruction. Right. Well, disease, that comes down to the first statement, right? The human species becoming extinct before we reach that quote post human stage. Cause the that idea most- is right. We have to evolve, right? We yeah, have to, we have, right. Right. The, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, is for even for for number one to not even happen for us to not become extinct. There's so many freaking hurdles that we would have to overcome. It's crazy. <laughs> when what, you really think what, about you it, mean like, you, stretch the, you mean like religion? <laughs> religion, nuclear war. Like if you stretch the timeline <laughs> out, you know, to the point of time that this would be required for it to happen. Like we were very likely extinct. Uh, you know, AI could take over and murder us all. Well, you know, my wife made a very good point, uh, when I was studying some of this earlier, um, this weekend, uh, while we were getting ready for this recording session, she said, you know, a lot of religions, um, base their founding in the fact that this is not our home. We belong somewhere else somewhere yeah. else is home and and so like it automatically distances you from this planet which in reality ah, what is reality right <laughs> in this argument but like <laughs> w- w- the counter argument to that is that the planet is the only one we've got and we should take care of it yeah but she wonders if maybe the reason we're so apt to just destroy throw trash it. out the window in the car and destroy it or bury nuclear waste underground Right, is because we've distanced ourselves from it. Like we're we at heart, we're, we're programming ourselves to believe that it's just not. We'll we'll leave this we'll leave this husk behind when we're done with it and move to the next planet. Yeah, right. Is what is what the uh, I guess what the the thought process is behind it that me and her were talking about. Not that mm-hmm. it's correct or anything, or that's what we want to happen. But but it's just kind of what you see the, every day. Yeah, it's just what it's just what you see. You know, just how you're seeing it's like how you're seeing society grow in a way. Yeah. Okay. So say we get past this nuclear war that you're talking about. We somehow mm-hmm. get past our religious differences that cause us to want to kill each other. Right? We have a pandemic currently. We we get past the pandemic. Let's say we get mm-hmm. past the pandemic. No, you know, everything starts getting better with that. And let's say we stop genocide across the planet worldwide. Oh, right? just kidding. There's a war for <laughs> So um, let, let's say we do all those things, right? And, 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 and we move forward to try to yeah. achieve this post-human, right? Well, what they, what they also argue is that, like, as humans, like, we're not really evolving biologically super fast, right? So, like, we're evolving faster at a technological rate with our mm-hmm. science, right? And so eventually we'll reach this technological singularity, a point where artificial intelligence... Uh, surpasses the human brain completely and rapidly starts evolving on its own and then human beings kind of plugging into that yeah. right the idea You're of talking plugging about transhumanism into transhumanism right right the the idea of uploading yourself into the artificial network that that becomes right yeah. um and the thought process at the end of that is okay well then you will be living in a simulation at the end game you know what i mean like mm-hmm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, I think is what they call it um, in, in yeah. philosophy. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to butt in, but now we can move on. To oh, your, no, you're fine. Uh, 
Um, but that is, I mean, that is the post-human stage once you're plugged in. You know what I mean? Y- yes, right. Right. So, yeah. So whether or not we're talking about some kind of godlike deities or creators or just human artificial intelligence combo, whatever that is, transhumanism, it's all whoever the quote-unquote... I don't know, a fucking supercomputer cloud of nanites that could fucking manifest raw material in front of me. It would be pretty deifying. It could be a random scientist in China who's cracked the quantum code. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. He has has like a lone quantum computer, you know? I don't know. Right. Argument number two. Right, statement number two. No post-human civilization will run a significant number of simulations, right? That was the second question. Yeah. Um, if we could simulate our entire human evolutionary history in a computer program, would, would we? we? And I will tell you. I, and before thing. we get too far into that, like, what would be your opinion? Because I, I definitely think we would. Like, I, I would want to know. Like, I'd want to no. run simulations. I, I would definitely want to run simulations over and over again. This is what would happen: a handful of nerds would come up with the technology to do it, and they would like trying to get funding to make it a mass fucking age of empires baby (laughs) what i'm saying is they're trying to make it a scientific thing and then in order to get the funding because we're in a post-human like who knows it could be some kind of like capitalist nightmare or it could be some kind of utopia whatever anyways they're not going to get the funding unless they make it fun so what they have done is you have your handful of nerds that are using it for science. And then you have your, uh, thrill seekers using it for their version of grand theft auto, their version of skydiving. And all of us are living out these fantasies. Some people just want to have a normal life. And that's why you have people people that just, yeah. All right. It is their version of a Sims game, a Sim game, like a holodeck. Like you plug in, it's so immersed in it. You don't know, that you're not there and what happens is you know your memory when you have these moments that you feel like you're fully in that moment and sometimes they're just memories so so me and you are avatars yes and so our character continues on living and we have those memories of the day-to-day life and then whenever someone drops down and plugs into us we have the more vivid experiences Like, they could potentially plug in and out of our timeline at any moment, and we're living whatever that moment is, but we have the memories that are in a straight timeline. Right. They're just... Well, and... Of our life. So that... that Okay, hold up. Because we gotta, we gotta do some more explaining here. I'm sure we're talking above a lot of people's heads. And, and you're right. You're right. And there is a way to explain this. There's an experiment that actually explains this, what you're talking about. And it's called the Doppler Experiment. What the Doppler effect basically proves on an experimental level is that it takes a conscientious observer for there to become a predictive, a predictable outcome. Uh, so, like, what the Doppler experiment is is light particles. It beams one particle, one photon at a time, bloop, 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 just shooting this little particle of light at a metal slate that has two slits cut in it. It's a metal plate with two slits cut in it. It's and also the, called the double slit experiment. The double slit experiment. Wanna, yeah, a quick Google. Right. And when, when this one particle of light reaches the two slits, 
it makes a choice for either A or either B, whichever one of the slits. Well, while someone is watching the experiment happen, the light particle will choose particle, uh, slit A or slit B. And it's, it's like more organized. But, but it's, it's more organized. It's, mm-hmm. it, it will choose either A or B every time the particle is thrown. It has mm-hmm. to choose. But if there is nobody observing the particle, if there's, no, uh, if there's no observer observing the particle uh, going to the two slits, it comes out as a wave. And on the photographic paper on the other side of the plate, it will be waves of photon energy. It won't mm-hmm. be dots of particles where the light punched. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, what basically what you were explaining, uh, talking about video games and controlling your avatar and coming in, and, and like you remembering, like when that person steps into your life and takes in takes control of the NPC, things start right, to pixelate. You start to manifest the reality that ties in. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so it's the like storyline fills yeah. itself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very fucking interesting concept. It's terrifying, honestly. But, Isn't that terrifying? Um, but what that uh, to put that experiment in a real world example is whenever you're in a video game, you're playing a video game. The way that loads is it has all this data floating around, but nothing renders into shape until your character turns and looks at it. That way, it saves processing power for the whole game. It right. Just it's have, all just a jumble of data. Yes. Yeah. And it floats around until it's time to load. That way it saves processing power. And people think that that experiment proves that in real life, the world works the same way because they're saving processing power unless some entity is actually looking at something. That's about as good as my explanation is getting because <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's fucking confusing. But that's the idea. Well, it's, it's, yeah, and that's a very good explanation, too. The way that it was explained in a video to me um, was a good way to think about it is like the chair you're sitting in. Yeah. And the chair you're sitting in right now, when you look at it, all you all, like while you're sitting in it, while you're looking at it, it is just a chair, and it is just a husk, and the inside of it could, could be completely hollow as far as you're concerned right now. Um, but it's not until you act, you actively decide to take a leg of that chair and break it off of the chair and cut it in half and look inside of it that you start, you know what I mean? That you, you see the insides of it. And then you take yeah. those insides and you put them under a microscope and it starts to manifest atoms and molecules. Yeah. So like, so even though it's there, it's not necessarily rendered until you... Until you start perceiving it, right? Perceiving it, yeah. Yes. And it would just save, like, you know, if if my windows are closed to my house, and my say my personal being is the the simulation, and I only have so much computing, my brain isn't going to render outside because why would it? It wouldn't need to unless I look out the window. Right. You would be wasting processing power. Yeah, and And that's still there, but maybe it's just an amount of uh, perception power. Basically, it, it rolls right into the idea that of the video we were talking the other day. Um, I do not page. know. I, okay. I, okay. The day I got sick from my COVID shot, uh-huh. um, we had 
a half ounce of just dirt weed that was grown and given to us by a friend. Dope. We've had it for quite a while. It was just hard to smoke. You don't get very high off of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, So definitely. we baked it into a butter and made Rice Krispie squares. Ooh, awesome sauce. Okay. Yes. And the day that I watched that, I consumed probably like 10 servings worth. <laughs> and do not remember the video. I watched it. I remember like sitting there. I have no idea what happened. I have no memory of what it was about or the name of it. But I remember you sending it to me and I was sitting there on the toilet. <laughs> yes, because I got violently ill. I threw up that night. Just just, just too much pot. <laughs> um, so, no, basically it, it, it describes in detail how the reality around us is not how we perceive it and it argues that um when when a creature on this planet uh, or in this universe starts to perceive reality as it truly is they immediately go extinct immediately interesting and it's because of the amount of processing power needed to be able to take in all this raw information and data from the universe yeah. and you're you can't really do anything with it. it. It takes so much energy to process it and do everything that it, you just, you fizzle out as a species. Um, whereas where humans come into play, our brain evolved from a certain level that we use tools in our senses, you know, and, and we, we sub sub compartmentalize things. If that makes sense in a way. It does. Uh, I don't know that I particularly subscribe to that aspect of it huh it was just his uh <laughs> it was their argument that uh your eyes okay can only see and perceive and your brain can only perceive so much yeah as it as it comes in like as your senses only allow so much data from the universe as is and what is actually going around you for you to perceive uh the argument the guy would state was he was holding up a bottle of water and he says I know my brain looks at this bottle of water and it realizes that this is something that is wet that I can drink and it will keep me from dying. And that's, but that's what his brain, his brain sees the bottle of water and he knows that that's a bottle of water. Um, the argument is that there is a bug in Australia and a beer bottle, right? Just the brown or green mm -hmm. beer bottle uh, laying on the ground has hacked the cortex of this insect and it it hacks the the biomechanical mechanism in the insect's brain that tells it i am an attractive looking female and this insect will this beetle will literally mate with this beer bottle until it dies mm -hmm. and and at the cost of securing its lineage its immortality um it, it will it will ignore females around the beer bottle because it believes the beer bottle is so perfect. If that well, that's just a metaphor for alcoholism. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, but that was that was the argument in the video. Is that yeah. um, I just there don't. are there are instances where some you will come into contact with something in reality that will hack your uh, hack your programming. 
Interesting. That's that's the part of it that I subscribe to. I was like, oh, whoa, and that that really uh, broadened my horizons to the aspect of, well, how many times has someone hacked my programming? You know what I mean? Like humans, like other user interfaces, when you're just in conversation with someone and someone is able to take advantage of something out of you and you not even really realize it. Yeah. You know, how, uh, for ex- like dark empaths. Well, I have a hard time because it just sounds like putting a lot of fluff on everyday concepts like manipulation. You know what I mean? Like it's an everyday concept, but we're just putting a scientific flair on it. It sounds like addiction, like you're hacking the serotonin receptors and stuff like that, but it's really just like you're addicted to gambling or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe that's well, what you it are is, addicted maybe. to it. The flashing lights. The, those slot machines are designed to make you attracted to them. And what if we are? <gasps> Here it is. I figured it out. I've I've hacked the simulation theory. Oh no, we are not living. We're not living in the simulation. We are the simulation. Our consciousness is already post-human. So below. <laughs> Our consciousness is post-human, and we've got to the point in our evolution where we miss our bodies. So we have created these ver- these biomechanical flesh suits that we wear, and we inject our consciousness into the brain of it. Because we're trying we to are, feel again. Yeah, and we are We've forgotten alive. how to feel. Yeah, exactly. We're. I mean, our meat suits are alive. Our quote-unquote spirit is just plugged into the simulation of our body. Right. God, that makes that is very good. Where were we? We were talking about simulation theory, and we skipped number three on the argument because number three is just that we are living in a, a simulation. That's the third argument. It's one well, and we've control. already we've already discussed that. We're we're in we the have, throes of yeah, it right now. We've, we're in the middle of it, so it's harder to disprove that we're not. It's harder to disprove than it is to prove. Um, which isn't a good argument. <laughs> I know. Something. It's like, well, it's harder to disprove that God exists than he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those right. things. But there's right. no tangible answer. There never will be a tangible answer. <laughs> but because how if, do we know? If what, if what if we reach post-human stage and that's just the end game content for the simulation that we're in now? What? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And we create a simulation within a simulation, like that shitty, uh, what is that cartoon, Rick and Morty? Oh, God, yeah. Where they go <laughs> to the different levels of the box. Right. Yeah. Yeah, different layers of the, of the yeah. simulations. As above, so below. Uh, I, I mean, it would make sense that it's just the natural. I, but, you know, okay, so let's, let's, take a, let's take a broader step back, okay? Because like now that we're on the argument of simulation theory and the simulation argument, we can also talk about like there's also a theory that coincides with the fact that black holes, okay, mm-hmm. that our universe, like our galaxy and everything, our universe is a black hole and our galaxy and everything is just on the surface. Of the black hole. And we're going to get what I'm saying? Yeah, like never, like, uh, 
man, I, I really, I, I, I should have went into this a little bit more, but basically you think of a black hole as a giant supercomputer. Like it's a compression of all this data into an algorithm, right? It, yeah. it takes stars and everything and it breaks them down and spaghettifies them into a very small singular point, right? It zips them. <laughs> right like a fucking zip file oh right? my god yeah <laughs> so, so you've got everything compressed in this small little neat package right and all this data actually like what they what what the what they were arguing was that we live out our simulation on the surface of this black hole but we don't you know it's it's 3d to us so we don't it's no different to us. This is how it just we experience our realities and our perception. Okay? It's the difference between a 3D object and a 2D object. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like how, how the, the landscape... Like a 2D object would have no understanding of the 3D realm. Mm-hmm. Right? So what the argument is is that all these different black holes in the universe are like giant supercomputers that have this compressed data functioning on the surface and it's just all these constant simulations running over and over and over again um but there's actually i don't know i i'm actually going off on a tangent i wish i actually remembered more about it um because it was it was actually can you point people on direction of a source if they want to look into that i can actually um because that seems like it could be interesting. I don't know that I follow, but I think it could be interesting. And if someone wants to look it up... It, it might cool. be to some people, definitely. The, the the channel's name was Kurgstat. K-U-R-Z-G-E-S-A-G-T. Kurgstat. And it's basically his, in a nutshell, um, video grouping. Okay. And he's got, like, little characters and cartoons. And it's one of the videos in there. And it's... It'll be like black hole, this surface of the black hole. That are like, black I hole like science. Mechanism. There's a secret hole with Nazis in it. Uh, no, no. He's more like he goes into detail on like the Fermi paradox and like real scientific okay. theories and stuff. That's cool. There's probably a couple of weird ones that he's gone over. The and space I'm not Jews. Yeah, there's no. Uh, he hasn't covered a secret Jewish space laser that I'm aware Sounds of. Good. <laughs> all right in my book <laughs> so but uh he that was where i picked up the video and it, it talked it basically was more along the lines of uh we could be living out like this universe as it is mm-hmm. the constraints of our universe could be in the bubble that is a black hole gotcha. it's just all the data that's processed just like you would a supercomputer everything would be in the con you know, if you had a simulated reality, a mm-hmm. virtual reality, it would reside inside of the mechanism of the computer. Gotcha. Um, and they've actually made, if anyone's interested in this, there are models. Um, when you start looking into the simulation theory, there are computer models that are made for computers that would be able to run civilizations like this. Um, the first one that was developed would have to have been enveloped around a star and be powered by like a Dyson sphere. Um, but the second one, they believe being, a, being able to be made by a post human race, um, the computer would be about the size of a city and it should be able to run, uh, trillions of life forms through its simulation. Well, 
Yeah, and that's just with our what technology. That's with our technology. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's okay, just okay. with like our but technology that like we have. Computing. Right now, no, no, no. Like yeah, we're still okay. we're still on the breaking edge of quantum computing, and we yeah. don't we don't really know how that's the sky's going to evolve no itself. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to take ten, five or ten minutes. Um, I just need to go say bye to baby. He's leaving for his dad's. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Where were we? Uh, we were literally, I think, getting ready to wrap up the third oh. point. Yep. Yeah. Um, some of the comments they make is like, if there were bugs in the program running our universe, like in the Matrix movies, uh, uh, it would clearly have observable effects. Um, just like God appearing in a thundercloud could be pretty good empirical evidence in favor of religion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were saying. Like, if, if we could find a glitch in the system, it would be the yeah. the equivalency of God poofing of up a miracle. in a thundercloud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, Musky Boy used in a lot of the interviews that he does, if you look up like his argument for it, mm-hmm. and he just boils it down to basically given a large enough time span with the rate of technology's advances, we would get bored enough that we would make simulations. We'd have the technology, like, why not? Well, you know? and he also argues that, like, games are already getting danger close to augmenting reality. Like, close. Yes. They're yeah. not there yet, but they are getting close. Fucking close. And, I mean, and, if you gave, if you put GTA 5, and that's dated, that's like five or six years old at this point, or more. For sure. Yeah. Or more. But if you put that uh, in front of someone f- who was alive in the 70s, or 80s. Oh, to blow in their, yeah. Or the 90s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. and that's, that's not even that. Yeah. What do you mean? There's a whole fucking world in that box? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so. Here comes my argument. Because I would, I, you know, I subscribe to it for a hot minute because it's like, why not? What's the hurt? What's the harm in thinking that this is some sort of simulation? Because it's no different than thinking that it's some sort of God thing. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, we don't have control over our, our reality. That's what it's saying. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time thinking that it's all technology because if you think about like the Buddhist monks who can manipulate their body, you could argue that they've learned how to hack it, but it's still flesh and bone. At least we perceive it to be flesh and bone. They're not punching in codes in their brain. Like, you know what I mean? So one of the, one of the counter arguments that actually holds some weight is that so in order to process trillions of lives right on a world yeah you would need a huge amount of processing power right that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's a given right um because i think like the human brain uh, per second can achieve like 10 to the 17th power processing power it's like millions of units of processing power but it's uh but we're talking like even more so than that would yeah. be needed right um by the trillions and what they argue is not only do you have earth but like as we are in the foreseeable universe we see galaxies upon galaxies and stars upon stars in the sky and people argue like you would not there's there's not enough computing power to be able to process everything in the simulation like that yeah unless everything else out there is just a projection like you were talking about for example 
things aren't really pixelated or refined in the video game until you turn to look at it. Yeah. Or you start conscientiously observing it. It's just a blurry, pixelated picture. Mm -hmm. And then you go to space, you land on the moon, and then it renders. Right. Mm. (laughs) Just like Mars and the rover. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess I was more, I have more issues with the interfacing of it. Because, you know, we talked about it briefly last bong table. I think at that point we were severely stoned. (laughs) But, um, like, the whole uh, spiritual aspect of it is weird is that if you are hacking a system, it's a spiritual thing. Because prayer, you pray for something, you will it into effect, and... It's just odd to me that belief and stuff, I guess it all boils down to perception, but if you believe religiously enough in something and it comes true, you've, you know, you've, oh, my prayers are answered. Well, you're technically, you could say you're hacking the system if it's a simulation. Right. It's just weird to me that belief and uh, philosophy would be the way that you hack the code. It's not some scientific thing. It's just how strongly... Or whatever the, the glitches is. ever you know make I mean? sense. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, coming from the guy that's played Halo Two a huge majority of his life, that's exactly the glitches what flashed in my head. Ever make sense? You had to like, you had to like duck underneath a certain piece of broken window, crouch, at a angle, crouch in this corner, rub my nose in it really hard, yes, uh, melee it a couple of times, you, and then go run and jump on this crack. Yes, <laughs> and then you would get fucking needed. You'd get skyrocketed. Yeah, so I guess, right. Okay, okay, you're right. Right Nothing up and makes sense. Yes. Yes. Okay, fine. 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 You win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What fucked me up, though, is um, when I did Mushrooms, we talked about it before, but mm-hmm. it changes your perception in that moment. For me, at least, I don't know. It could have just been my particular trip, but I was, I was riding as passenger, and then the city just looked off. It, it yes. was like I realized. Everything's different. It's the same, but different. It's like I realized that I was in the passenger of a vehicle that was being driven on somebody's train playset. Right. And I yes. was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you become so, crushing, crushingly aware that mm-hmm. you are a piece of something. And right. I never realized, like, I never realized when people talked about ego death with psychedelics, I never realized <laughs> that's kind of what they meant. Yeah. I was like, what is, I was like, your ego, like, my, I don't, like, I don't have that big of an ego. What are you talking about? And then, like, yeah. then it happens, like, oh, oh, that's what that oh, is. <laughs> ego, just, ego just means me. The me that oh, is yeah. dies. Yeah. Okay. This is new. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but. It's not for everyone. It's it is a large reason of why psychedelics aren't for everyone, is because of the ego death that happens. A lot of people can't handle it, and it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing either. If you can't handle that part of a trip, it's just not for you. Yeah, one thing that kind of throws me is the whole like idea of simulations having layers like you have the creator you have the people who are in the simulation Mm. or spirituality you have god in heaven you have us on earth everything everything ties back into layers and like as above so below you know your cells in your body are on the you know what i mean like it's so weird how i um, love 
looking at models of cells and how the little compartments and proteins and hormones mm-hmm. interact and phase through the walls and these little bitty mm-hmm. societies are just communicating with each other well, and, and, and shipping it, information and data all over the place and and not only that but we're just talking about one individual cell doing all these things and then another yeah. cell at another area of your body needs something so the cells start communicating with each other and exactly it's, and it's awesome Yes, uh, actually, there's an anime that I've been watching. Um, oh, it's just like Osmosis Jones, but it's an anime, and there's so really? many anime weebos out there right now that would fucking just throwing the radio out of the car because I I don't know the name of the show. When you also um, called him a weebo, it's a weebo. Oh, oopsies! <laughs> <laughs> so they're even like, oh, you can't even get the slur right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, it translates into I'm a white blood cell, I think, or something like that. I'm a white blood cell. cell. (laughs) Um, That's funny. But it sells at work is what it is. It sells at work. It's like men at work, but sells at work. Yes. And it's it's about it's about an oxygen, a little red blood cell that carries oxygen everywhere and how she's got to do her job and why it's the most important job. And she's protected by a white blood cell and like all the other T cells and all the different cells that make up your body. It's it's a cool little informative show. It's pretty cool. But it only solidifies our argument. <laughs> How accurate is the idea that whenever you scale out the universe that it resembles the idea of like cells and molecular like biology? Oh God, yeah. Is that actually a thing or is that just something that I've always thought? Or, I mean, not I thought, but no, let me absolutely. Edit that out. Is that a thing, or is it just something that I want it's absolutely to believe? A thing. It's okay. absolutely a thing. Actually, uh, I'm glad you said that because bringing that up, new tab, go to my favorites. It and it looks like a porn website, but I promise it's not. Wow, it does look like porn. <laughs> it's htwins.net. And you click on Scale of the Universe 2. Twins.net. <laughs> scale of the Universe 2. And then there's a little slider bar. And like it'll show like a basketball, an inch ruler. And you can, go, you can go down, smaller than humans and everything. Or you can go up, bigger. Oh, I like this. this and is cool. it, is, it is one of the coolest fucking things. You can go down to the smallest known thing that we have right now, which is mm-hmm. plank length and one plank. Right and strings and and stuff like that, and then yoked meters and you know all the way up. Oh wow! So they go small. Yeah, shit gets small, dude. And What's, then what I think it's cool is I'm not even like I'm probably a third or fourth the way down and still ways to go and it's like tiny as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're already way past your eyes can see. Uh huh. Yes. Well, I'm uh, way past. Is there? Oh, what the fuck is a plank length? A plank length? Phone and a string. Yeah. Yeah. Plank okay. length is, is theoretical. Everything, mm-hmm. like, it, you'll get to a certain point that everything it starts to Yeah. Links shorter than this are not confirmed. Yeah. And it's right after the protons and neutron stage. Because gotcha. we don't have, it's all theory because we can't, we don't have equipment that can properly test it. The just, scary thing is, is once you hit to the point where it hits observable universe and it's just static, you're like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's fun. just this spot that we can't see past. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you 
weren't sure what we were talking about, this website is htwins.net. And it has this weird page, landing page you'll go to and just click on the, the scale, sun, whatever it is, the science thing. You'll see it. It's fucking dope. Yeah. You get like Do big it. chorus euphoric music in the background while you're looking. Get super stoned. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time. I mean, it's just a simple slider, but it's fucking cool. I'm it is a simple slider. But say, like you can stoned, see all like these. Like Once you zoom out of these galaxies, like there's a distance down here that's the distance the earth has traveled relative to the sun yeah and like they it's just a line and then there's galaxies out here and you're just like holy shit these are big and then they show you like different clusters that are bigger than that and then uh a yoda meter i think that we are gifted our consciousness and we may be a speck and you know cool and there's probably more specs like us and then we'll come in contact with them and whatever but the whole universe is probably just a part of something bigger it's probably the cell of a we are absolutely a, just a cell of a bigger organism as yeah. far as the universe is concerned yeah um it's cool it's cool it I is like fucking cool let's end on this from one of my favorite speakers alan watts okay through our eyes The universe is perceiving itself. Through our ears, the universe is listening to its harmonies. We are the witnesses through which the universe becomes conscious of its glory, of its magnificence. So basically, in in regards to what you were just saying, we are the channels, if you will. We are the vessels that the universe lives to experience its glory and magnificence. So you were special. Fuck. So all of reality is just a simulation and all religions verify it. Yeah! Yeah! Enjoy it, bitches. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for uh, being here. Yes, definitely. And listening. Eat Uh -uh. ass. Eat ass. Thank you for uh, you as the listener for tuning in and listening to us bullshit a little while about simulation theory. I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you are now touching yourself to my voice. Yeah. (laughs) 